Hello everyone, welcome back to How to Speak Gen Z. I'm Ernie. And I'm James. This week we have a special guest. Uh, her name is Jamie. Uh, she's... Actually, I'll let her tell you. Hi. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I am basically um, an old lady. Well, I feel like an old lady. Uh, and... Um, I am in my 30s and I um, have actually never completed college. Um, I am a beauty school dropout. Uh, I actually went to college to be a beautician and did not like it at all and uh, then ended up getting into HR um, and being like office administrator and going that route but I've always been fascinated with the human mind and how um, our thoughts um, come into our minds and where our thoughts come from and how sometimes our thoughts don't actually match up to our um, actual beliefs or what we would like to believe and why that is so I've been recently studying um, that very thing and taking some online classes in that so what do you do on these online classes exactly? Is it just like normal college or more like, I don't know, how how, how would you study that, to be honest? Well, it, it's actually kind of a whole new, I'm going to call it a new age thing. Um, I'm sure most people that study it wouldn't like it being called that because that kind of takes away its um, meaningfulness. Um, but it is not like your typical college classes. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can get um, into studying this. You can actually um, find different spiritual advisors that are out there. That um, That's one of probably the main sources. It's probably not the only way, but if you've, um, if there's a, a a famous spiritual advisor um, that you're that you like maybe you read a book of theirs and you enjoyed it oftentimes on their websites they offer different classes that will lead you to being able to um, have some sort of profession in that and not that I'm actually wanting to have a profession in that it's just that I'm actually more interested in in it for my own personal you know knowledge so did you have a like one person that you found that got you interested in it or did were there like multiple people I, I would say multiple people but um it's something that's always interested me before it became it's right now it's pretty popular it's a very mm -hmm. popular thing right now um spirituality and searching for um what is actually out there or um spirituality has really nothing to do with your religion or religion in general um, it has a lot more to do with uh, who we are as human beings it's almost like we have we don't know who we are um, that, and that seems like it's a big problem these days that um, people are struggling like um, I need to uh, have self, more self-love or self-care and I have um, depression or anxiety and all these different things that have come about and been more prevalent in more recent years and why is that and um, now it's taking a, a new journey into figuring out what the cause is and how we can actually heal it okay so I know when we were we had a phone conversation before you came on set 
and you talked about I was talking a little bit about how I think religion is the reason we don't have like world peace and you said ego um, was part of the reason and it actually it's weird that you said that well it's not weird but um, someone I follow on Twitter tweeted today um, I may lose followers over this but it will help you remove yourself and your ego from your own head why because it is often your busy thinking and your strong sense of self that are destroying you you are not your thoughts separate you from your thoughts that kind of reminded me of what you said and do they can go into detail a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, let me just say that I do not believe it was a coincidence that you saw that. Uh, was it Twitter you said? Yeah, that person sounds like they are already studying some kind of spiritual journey. Um, what I mean by the ego is that... Um, from what I, I believe and what I've studied so far, um, most people identify themselves with their mind and their thoughts and the ideas that they have. So if I was to ask somebody, tell me about yourself. What, what, is, what makes up you? Oftentimes I would get, um, well, I was born here uh, I was raised like this. These were my parents. This is I went to college. This is my degrees. Um, this is my religion. This is um, the the kind of things that I enjoy studying or learning or this and that. <clears throat> but it's not. They're not ever actually getting to the essence of who they are. They're telling me their accomplishments or the preconditioned. Um, already uh, where they're planted is it has nothing to do with who they who they actually are so if I if I could all of a sudden be snatched out of my body and my consciousness could be placed in another form say on the other side of the world um, and I have no connection to my family or the degrees that I may have acquired or um, my specific religion, um, maybe it's a remote tribe, I'm still gonna be me, but who is that? And to me, that is the, um, a lot of people don't like to go with the wor word soul. So that's why I say consciousness, um, but it's basically the soul. It's the thing that is going to um, be eternal within its so therefore we're living in a day and age now where it's totally different than it's ever been because there was a time where when you walked outside or walked down the street and you said god bless you to anyone to a stranger doesn't matter who it was you would just automatically think that that's not a big deal because everybody had um god in their life some form Maybe it wasn't the exact same religion. In today's world, if you walk down the street saying, God bless you to everyone you meet, chances are someone's going to yell at you for it. Someone's going to be offended by it. And I think what we're in right now, what we're facing right now, is a huge spiritual crisis where we have um, divine souls living in human Form on this planet having no connection to to their divine grace they, they have no idea of who they actually are 
and it is causing them to have all kinds of problems and problems that aren't being solved with modern medicine or um, psychology. And um, that's why I'm getting into this study. I just kind of want to um, see, because I, I grew up cr Christian, actually went to a private school um, for part of my schooling, uh, for the high school years. Um, it was a Lutheran school. Um, and that experience was actually an extremely negative one for me, <laughs> to the extreme. So um, that actually probably took me for a turn for the worse in my beliefs. Um, I really me. rejected my beliefs at that time. Um, and I turned away from uh, really feeling like maybe there was anything out there besides what is here. Um, during that time that it caused a lot of extra struggles and grief. Um, and it's only been in more recent years that uh, since I've started kind of studying, like there's something else missing. Um, I'm not just these thoughts that bounce around in my head. Um, here's a question for you. Have mm -hmm. you, either one of you guys, ever had a thought pop in your head and it could be so extremely negative or so bizarre that you think why in the world did i think that where did that even come from yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i have these conversations with my brother like every single day on the way to work like why do we think like this or why am i thinking like that it's just, maybe because we're just messed up or maybe because the way we're raised but hearing this it's like maybe it's because that's who we are i don't know yeah, like we were talking a little bit before the recording and like today I convinced myself that I was dying from some sort of disease or something because I have anxiety when it comes to like health issues. So yeah, all the time. Yeah, so in, in my opinion and from what I've been kind of picking up along the way here is that the thoughts that come into our, into our minds uh, actually could be um, from our con from our conditioning and what I mean by conditioning conditioning can be um, from the time you're born you're being conditioned and that can be in forms of let's say the first time that you spill a glass of milk or spill something mm -hmm. in your house and how you're reprimanded for it uh, let's say the first time that you try to do something on your own, uh, were you praised for it or were you told, you know, that wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, and then as you get older and you go to school and the, all of the people that are in that environment and how that, how they are treating you and how they live their lives, maybe your religion, um, what sort of religious background did you come from? All of these things are conditioning and they're conditioning your mind to work in a certain way. Um, and so therefore, oftentimes we'll get thoughts and it could be, it could be from our conditioning, from our past conditioning. Um, that really isn't something that we as an individual person uh, that doesn't resonate with us. So is it like, what was it called? Uh, spiritual, like, I forgot. I keep forgetting, I'm sorry. Guidance, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't it like philosophy almost? And are these spiritual, uh, what do they call it? Assess 
what are they called <laughs> i keep forgetting spirits uh, spiritual guidance there you go mm-hmm. the the people what are they the the leaders almost aren't they philosophers almost like mm-hmm. um or are they something else I do know that there has been a lot of great philosophers out there that have written many um, books that would be considered more spiritual. Yeah. But oftentimes, people that are considered some of the best spiritual leaders of our times, uh, one I know is um, the Dalai Lama, is considered an extremely influential spiritual leader. So um, I don't really know that they have a title for them yet, but definitely i mean philosophy is involved in it um i would think um because like when i for some reason went through this weird phase of like i listened to nothing but philosopher like speeches and them just do talks Mm -hmm. and uh the one that really like stuck out to me was uh alan watts and uh he really talked about spirituality and all of that because he was a buddhist and he would always say that you are your own god you are you you are you you control what you want to do and that's what i really liked and it kind of sounds like almost like what you're saying but not really it's that's it's like <laughs> tripping me out because i'm like maybe i know this but then there's like a whole new set of other stuff that i, I never even thought about so yes um i think what is happening right now is that in the world of spirituality there's starting there's starting to be a recognition that there is i believe that you had said actually i'm switch it up a little i believe you guys had done a segment previously where you talked about illusion am i wrong on this like if life was a simulation almost yes yeah okay yeah so Uh, spirituality is taking a turn in that direction almost because it's taking this direction of we're living in a form of an illusion and what that illusion is is let me start with this at one time before we split the atom everything was made of matter Mm -hmm. since the time of when the atom was split when we discovered the atom is made up of energy So if the atom, which makes up all of matter, is made up of energy, then technically everything is made up of energy. Mm -hmm. Now, when we lived in a matter-based world where everything primarily was made of matter, and then that that was almost putting us in a in this little box of okay, Mm -hmm. matter. We know what matter is. It's the five (laughs) senses. You can taste it, touch it, smell it, see it, you know, hear it. Matter. But when we finally realize that uh, quantum physics say, no, actually, everything's made up of energy. And energy is something that you can't, you can't grab in your hand. Mm-hmm. You can't destroy s- it. Always see you. You can't. Yeah, it doesn't disappear. It's always there. It, it's it's never ending. So it's almost like our five senses that we have here on this planet is an illusion. And if that's an illusion, then our minds are an illusion. And if that is an illusion, then what are we? And that's where the spirituality comes in and says, you're actually a divine being that is, and I use the word divine because I believe there is a much higher power than us. And 
the word divine tells us that we are these divine beings and that's who we actually are and we need to get in touch with that part of us because if we don't we will be ran by our minds and we will never be able to control them and they'll be controlling us we'll be like the puppets so when it comes to being spiritually like how would you say like uh i don't know how did someone become into this spiritual yeah like if i wasn't connected to myself could you help someone become connected or would i have to do it on my own or is there like for sure help and guidelines to be there um the answer to that just clear and dry and cut would be um yes and no <laughs> uh yes in that there are arrows pointing you in the direction that you must go to get there but then at, there's a certain point where you have to travel it alone because it's a deep it's a deep travel into into you and no one can go there with you um so in if I was to say, if I was speaking with somebody and I was to try to give them one bit of advice on to how to start that spiritual journey, it would be something along the lines of uh, every single day of your life, um, you need to, from the moment that you wake up, watch every single thought that comes into your head and realize that the thought is not you. And if the thought is one that is something that is bothersome, uh, for example, you had mentioned that you had had anxiety about um, uh, being sick. So if a thought was to come into your head, then if you woke up and you felt oh, I have a fever, oh, well then I probably have some kind of strange, you know, disorder. Maybe it was that weird water I drank in the other country that I visited or something, um, and I'm going to die. Um, those sort of thoughts, if you can watch those. And, and when, you, when you sit back and you take deep, like meditative breaths, and you and i mean obviously everybody's like oh we're too busy that's one that's a big problem that we have right now too in the world is we are rushing 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 from one thing to the next so but it doesn't it only takes a couple seconds to take those deep meditative breaths you can do it while you're driving you can do it while you're showering you can do it while you're getting ready for work it doesn't matter when but you take those deep breaths focus on your breath and say is that really me that's thinking that or is that my preconditioned mind that is not me and you can take look at that idea that came into your head and you can acknowledge it and you can dismiss it and then that's one of the first steps um, is realizing that all those thoughts are not you at all they um, I believe that our minds were tools that were we were meant to use while in these flesh forms that we are which we are not that's not who we really are um and i think that one day every one of us will get to experience um through what we call death um this transformation of where we're going to look out into this world and we're going to be able to see that we aren't actually um we're all everything is made of energy 
and that if we were in these cases, these physical bodies that are encasing us and holding us together, that we would just be flowing energy together. Um, actually, I in Hinduism, not that I'm a Hindu, but I, if I remember correctly, and I don't really know a lot about the religion, but there's one thing that I did hear, that is that they believe that their primary purpose on this earth and goal is to get to that point where they're so in tune with who they are as a, and I'm going to call it my own words, and I'm sure it's not the words that Hindus would use. They're so um, in tune and totally connected with the fact that they are um, divine souls that um, they want to get to that point. And they believe that they're reincarnated over and over again, that their energy, their divine soul is reincarnated into another form over and over again until they can grasp the fact that that's exactly who they are and they understand it and they're in connection with it 100%. And when that happens, they believe that's where heaven comes in for them. I'm using the word heaven. It's not heaven. For, that's not what they call it. They believe that they are going to go into that realm of pure energy and that's where they'll be able to stay instead of having to be reincarnated on, onto this earth over and over again. Um, and religion of all kinds has similar beliefs to that. Even in Christianity, <clears throat> Um, there are Bible passages that tell you that you are, each one of us are gods, gods with a, a lowercase g, but <laughs> in the Bible, depending on what, depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, but I, I read it from the NIV. Um, so it says, if I can remember correctly, it says, um, don't you know that you are, uh, gods? and you are um, children or offspring. You are offspring of um, your heavenly father, God. Um, so that is a form of what Hindus believe. believe. They believe that they came from this higher source of power and that's who they are. That's who their essence is and that eventually they'll get to rejoin that. Yeah. So... I have two questions then. One, where do you think where do you think this all started? Where do you think the root from it came then? Like if you think like, okay, well, all these religions have like the same base basically where like we need to find our inner like our inner self and our like inner energy. Like where do you think where do you think it started from? Like who was the first person to be like, Okay, well this is what we have to do? I mean, do you know? Is there is there is there not a clear cut answer to that? The answer to that would be there is no beginning and there is no end because mm -hmm. we are energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and energy uh, can't be destroyed and it can't be recreated. Um, so with that knowledge, um, our energetic being, and I'm going to call it our divine souls again, um, is calling out from this deep, deep place within us and our egoic minds and our conditioned minds that we have um, developed here on this earth uh, are like screaming, mad, chaotic creatures that uh, have suppressed our souls to a point where we don't even know they exist. Yeah. Um, and it's evident in um, 
a lot of a lot of ways it's evident in today's world it didn't used to be evident because it used to be that everybody believed there was a higher power and it was god and um you, like i said you could walk out and say god bless you and people were like yeah god bless you these days you run the risk of getting attacked yeah. <laughs> um because i believe one of the reasons that has happened is because um because of our egoic minds the word religion is now like a it's like a cuss word yeah. like cuss words are no longer considered they're not so bad screw this fuck it you know <laughs> um but say religion or god or um grace or anything that would be considered um religious re you know anything to do with religion Spiritual. or god and yeah anything to do with that and you are just that's well the worst person ever um <laughs> like i oh, go ahead sorry oh no you you go ahead so i like i grew up in a similar background i went i went to actually i don't know did you go to trinity as well yes yes i did so we went to the same elementary school for mm -hmm. some parts and then i went to saint paul lutheran and then um some things happened there um but i don't want to get into all the details um there are a lot of people involved and i don't want to throw anybody under the bus but some things happened and um we left the church i was extremely religious i don't know if you remember that or not but i mean i wanted to be a pastor um after all that happened i had like i still remember like today like telling my mom that like i didn't believe in god anymore and like her response like she was really upset she was sad um and it's what like started I call myself a hopeful agnostic. So it's like atheism is like the belief that nothing is out there. And then once you die, you're just dead. I think that's silly to me. Um, I believe there's something I just don't know what it is. So I call it like a hopeful agnostic. So, and a lot of people are like, well, if you're not religious and you don't believe in God, like you don't have anything to base your morals off of. So for you, I'm not saying you don't believe in God, but from the, you know, from the way you've been talking, I kind of have a grasp. So what would you say to somebody that says that? Like, what would you say your morals are and how, like, I mean, you have kids. Like, how would you, you know, raise your kids and what morals would you instill in them since you're not getting that from, like, a Bible, per se? Um, well, I think, first off, um, n even if you are not aware and you're living that illusion that you're pure, pure, just purely your mind so you you just truly believe you're your mind you're that the brain is making that work when you die you're just dust mm -hmm. so chop your head off and make sure you get it cryogenically frozen so that maybe one day scientists will figure out how to put that head on a body and reanimate it yeah okay so it even if that's your belief system that doesn't it doesn't matter that you believe that because the truth is that you are a divine soul and that divine soul has a contract with God and it is ingrained with the very essence of God and the very uh, <coughs> It, it gives you that right path. It's your grace that guides you. 
If you've ever been through an extremely traumatic or heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching experience in your life, and I don't think anybody usually gets through this world <laughs> without one of those or more, usually more, but hopefully not. Um, and you just feel like you're not going to make it. Yeah, I'm just not, this is horrible. I, you know, it's crutch crushing you. And then you just, all of a sudden you get this feeling like I, I, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And where's that feeling come from and why? Um, that is uh, a form of divine grace coming through. And it's not coming through from your egoic mind, I can tell you that, because that egoic mind, which is the illusion, is never get feeding you anything positive. Most of the time, everything that comes from your mind is very negative, and once in a while, it has a great idea, like, hey, let's go ahead and invent the telephone. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that sounds great. Everything that you, everything you see was at some point a mind idea. And somebody took that mind idea and turned it into reality. And so the mind has its benefits, but it is not who we are. And it will destroy us if we don't realize it. So pretty much what I came down to the conclusion of is that your brain is more like a workshop that you're supposed to use in, inside your head, of course, and use it for... Like how you said, invent stuff, storage, emotions, I don't know. But if you let the workshop work you, you can't use it. It's using you. It's use, all the tools are against you. You can't use it for your own good. And being spiritual inept, I, I, I don't know, I, I'll just say it like that. <laughs> um, you are able to use that to your advantage and know not to well yeah to your advantage good or bad there's no good and there's no bad within the spiritual journey right anybody could do it what i'm getting down to this is this is gonna be weird but like could have been like people who have immense power for no reason could that be someone who has almost reached that type of like so what you're saying is so I make sure I'm getting the question right um, if somebody those kind of people that you see that have some kind of certain like almost non-humanistic powers uh, are they are they possibly not like also like not like super strength or stuff like that but like sometimes when you like hear or like see someone and you're like why does he have such a big following or she or they or like why is it why why are they following them like there's no way but like when you really like crack down to what they're saying it's like they're not wrong they're doing something but should i follow them or should i not well that's a tricky very can be a very very tricky thing because most of the world these days believe that they are just their minds and the minds the mind is very tricky and what the mind desires is is always going to be different than what the soul needs um the mind will tell you um 
look at celebrities um there's huge followings for celebrities and a uh, mind will say well you know look how rich they are look at the beautiful mansions they're in look well, look at their freaking hot bodies like how do i get that um <laughs> you know your mind will always tell you these things um and the mind is also um the mind is very ferocious um it, it con it's constantly wanting to devour so if people oftentimes uh have problems with trying to figure out where there's this big thing out there right now is love yourself mm -hmm. find your happiness <laughs> be your happiness blah 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 and i say blah 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 because as long as you're doing that through your mind you'll never find it your mind will just constantly be telling you uh you need more mm -hmm. so i'll be happy when i get yeah. this other job i'll be happy when i move into this other house i'll be happy when yeah. i uh get more money i'll be happy when i get married i'll be happy when i have children i'll be happy when i get another degree i'll be happy when and when never comes because when yeah. you get there it was an illusion and why was it an illusion because the mind is the illusion and the only true peace and happiness will come when you find your soul. It's a deep, it, it, and it's not an easy journey because I've been trying to go on this journey and it has only been for maybe, I've gotten into studying it really hardcore within the last year. And so I've been studying it for almost a year. And it is a constant struggle. It's a constant, a constant, um, constantly trying to get to this place where I can hear hear my inner guidance from my soul and know that I am actually hearing that and not hearing some egoic thought in my head yeah um I know like you were saying that like um it's always one thing that's crazy that you said that because before we started that's what I was talking about like oh I just can't wait to get out of you know the apartment and, and into the house because then I'll you know I'll have it set and you know before that it was my job because I, I just changed jobs and um you know it's it's you i don't know how to word it you don't, you're never in the moment you're always looking forward to the next thing you know what i'm saying you, you don't and as soon as you obtain what you want you just move on to the next thing and then the next thing and i know exactly what you're talking about you know because it's like two years ago i was thinking about it today at work actually like when i was in high school all, all i wanted so bad was just to get graduate high school and get my own place and now i'm here and then then i was like okay well now that i have my own place i want to get a, a better car and then i got a better car and then it's like okay well the next thing was i want a better job and i had a better job and it's like all the stuff you worked for you don't care about anymore you just want the next thing and then the next thing and you never like you said you never achieve happiness because you're always hungry for more mm -hmm. it's just yeah so i understand where you're coming from with that yeah, that is, um, I think that's something that every human being has struggled with for, I wouldn't say since the beginning of time, every human being has struggled with it, um, maybe to some extent, but I believe there was probably a time before um, the internet, <laughs> probably, well, uh, it would be definitely sometime before the internet. Because nowadays it's so easy to jump online, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, anything, and be connected to everyone around the world, basically. And and you're seeing 
their lives mm-hmm. and what they're saying. Oh, look at, you know, my life is this and this and this. And, and for the, a lot of the times what you're seeing is them putting their best face forward. Like, this is my life. It, look how wonderful this is. Look what I got. I just got a new car. I just got a promotion. I just had uh, this. I just got married and had this baby. And now look at us with this perfect little family going on perfect little trips. And la di da And everybody's looking around like, wow, you know, why does my life suck? You know? And ugh, I ain't happy for that person. Look at them. I'm judging them for whatever reason because I really am kind of jealous of that and I want that for myself. And not to try to make everybody in the world sound like arrogant assholes, but <laughs> a lot of the times, if you really look at the way your thought patterns work, you could be the nicest person in the world and really want good things for people. But you'll go, if you go on, um, some you know some social media account and you see uh, somebody an acquaintance or somebody you know and they got that promotion that you were really needing that a promotion and you've been waiting for a year or you know um, they're about to get married and your relationship just crumbled you know and you're just like really why does this crap have to be happening to me and not to them or and those kind of thoughts are definitely from the egoic mind um, because the illusion is that everything in this world, this physical world, is what really truly matters and that's where you get your success from, but that is not at all where you get your success from. Um, your success comes from how much inner peace you have and that's it. There, there, it that, there's nothing beyond that. If you could, if you could, I'll go back to the Bible for a minute. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Anyone that's re- has read the Bible or been in, in some form of Christianity is going to recognize that sentence. The peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you could accomplish that here on this earth, um, find a way to get there to a point. Because as you know, there's always going to be something. Death, you know, something. And there's going to be times in your life where you literally do have an actual reason to be very sad and which is a perfectly fine human emotion, but you can still experience peace within that sadness. Um, And if you could get, get to that point, that would be the true success of this world. What do you think emotions would actually be the thing clouding us from being in touch with our spirituality? Because what it sounds like is being spiritual having being spiritual is like you are fine with almost everything you're you're happy with what you have but not happy you're satisfied that's the word I'm looking for so if you're mad you're not completely mad you're if you're sad you're not completely sad if you're happy you're not completely happy you're just well balanced would that almost lead to like a bland outcome if everyone came to that or do you think it would be as creative as we see now because i feel like what brings color to this world is seeing all this anger all this sadness all this happiness in different spots always pop up news you see someone recently got shot while another person's celebrating in mardi gras you know what i mean there's something always happening in different spots but if everyone was spiritually connected to themselves do you think that would still be going on or do you think we would even care what's going on in other places or will we just be stuck with 
I wonder what I'm doing tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that I definitely see where you're saying, would it become bland? And the answer to that would be um, no, it actually would become technicolor because if you were completely ba- balanced and um, and you were the in within this inner peace, nothing could rattle you. And what I say, what I don't mean, nothing could rattle you in a sense of you couldn't look at something and say, "Wow, that is absolutely amazing," or that that you would be actually to be able to look at things. I'll give you a good example of this. Okay. Think about the last time that somebody really pissed you off. Got that in your mind? When that happened, how long did that thought stay in your head? How much did you put that over and over in your mind and replay that and then tell your friends about it and tell that story and tell about how you took care of it or what you should have said or how you did take care of it, you know? Yeah. Like the other day, I was trying to teach my dog a trick and I had the treat in my hand and the dog and he's still a puppy so like he wants that treat and he scratched my eye pretty bad so at that moment I don't know if I should have punished him because it he scratched me but it also wasn't his fault I was of course he didn't I, he didn't get the treat because he didn't do the trick so he didn't deserve it but he wanted the treat and he accidentally scratched me mm-hmm. he was trying to hit my, the treat out of my hand and I was on the ground so he hit my eye so at that point, I didn't know if I should, like, put him in the cage. Do I give him the treat because he wanted it? Or do I get mad and just rage on him? And if I feel like I was spiritually in touch with myself, I don't know what I would have done, to be honest. I, I would feel like I don't know what would have been the right thing to do there. Would my spiritual self been mad? Would he have just giving them the treat which one was the right decision what i have known what i know that like if i was spiritual like what i know okay this is the right thing or will i still have that thought of was that the right thing um you would your mind will never stop producing all these thoughts for sure for never sure. that will be continuous even if you were completely and totally 100 percent just connected to your uh soul uh, and you could hear that guidance from your soul, the thoughts will always bounce around in there. But the difference is, is that uh, those thoughts that are bouncing around in there, you will be be able to much more easily identify with the ones that resonate with the soul and just dismiss the others. Um, and, and I think that when, in a situation like that, when... Um, when something like that happens, um, there's cause and effect. Yeah. Always cause and effect. So, um, he didn't perform the trick or she, he, okay, <laughs> he, he didn't perform the trick and, uh, and he caused injury to you. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so those are two negative things and two negatives are not going to produce a positive. Uh, but your reaction to it could produce more negatives or it could potentially eventually produce a positive. Mm-hmm. So um, 
two negatives is going to give him something negative. If it doesn't and you give him a positive for it, so say you said, oh, you know, you're just a puppy. I'm just giving you the treat anyways. He's never going to learn. He'll never actually, and you'll actually probably be, if you're, if you put it in the, if you put it in an actual human, if you say it's a human child that you're training now, you're training something to a human child. And if they do a couple negative things and they were supposed to get a reward if they did this one positive thing and you gave them an award anyways, a reward of some kind, even though they did the uh, negative instead of positive, uh, you would actually be hurting the child. Um, And you would actually uh, be, if it's your child, you'd be hurting yourself in the long run because eventually you're going to be dealing with probably who knows what as an adult. (laughs) And that goes back to the conditioning, like how you said. And is there any way you can condition someone to become spiritual? Or or like how you said, like, it's a yes or no. So would it be like, all right, you're 18 now. Go figure yourself out. I kind of gave you a blank sheet instead of other people writing all over it. And your thoughts corrupting any of this. So now you're open to this world of corruptness and scary stuff so couldn't that also affect someone who's been raised to be spiritual and like such a hard way taking everything in at once so what you're saying is uh should people in order to kind of guide a child in the spiritual direction would it be better for them to be kind of held by the hand and taken in that as a direction child or as uh, as an adult would it be better Which um way? well as an adult if an adult wants to go in into a spiritual direction and wants to actually reach that place in within themselves where they can find their soul and be connected to that it's definitely a good idea to have a spiritual advisor and i don't mean that you got to go out and pick an actual physical spiritual advisor and go sit down in their office and meet with them and pay them money there's a i mean knowledge is at our fingertips these days so you could very well go on youtube and start looking up spiritual guru videos you know and just watch a few different ones and find the one that would be the best teacher for you because um I don't know everything there is to know about it and I'm not claiming to be a spiritual uh, guidance counselor but at all because I haven't um, even taken the full training in such a thing but um, I do know this um, even if, if, if I had if I was to become a spiritual guidance counselor our teacher um, I would probably not be the best person to teach everyone everyone's going to find somebody that they can learn from from and better than others so it's definitely a great idea to be seeking that and I said that yes and no that there are um, clear-cut instructions on on how to go in that direction but at a certain point you have to do it on your own and during the time you're doing it on your own doesn't mean that you have to be alone in the physical world you could have somebody that even if it's on a youtube video that's talking to you during the time that you're taking the extra time to try to figure out where your soul is and get in touch with that um that would be definitely a beneficial thing to do 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a regular counselor, you know, like if you, I mean, for me, I, I'm going to counseling for anxiety um, and other things. It's like if I don't click with my counselor, it's not going to do me any good. So it's the same thing with a spiritual guidance counselor. Like if you, you know, not, and, but all, but more in the spirit, in the counselor sense, like if the counselor doesn't click with you, then, you know, because your soul, and this is a question, I have two questions actually now. One is a little bit of a derail, um, but still in the same sense. Do you know what ayahuasca is? No, tell me. Do uh, you know what DMT is? No, tell me that too. Okay. Um, these are like, they're, they're drugs, right? Yeah. yeah, they're drugs. But they're natural drugs. They get them from, isn't it, they're vines, I believe, in the jungle. Roots in the jungle. And they say that if you take these drugs and like it's, it's a like a process you have to go to and they're basically spiritual guidance people in these tribes in southern america that they walk you through this meditative process after you take this drug and it supposedly makes you click with your one and true self and when you it's kind of like how people say with mushrooms like oh you take mushrooms and then you know you know more about the universe but apparently like there are many people who have done this and almost all of them say they're they are in tune after it um, you know what Joe Rogan is? Yes. Yeah, he he's he's a huge ayahuasca guy. Um, Michael from Vsauce, he's done it. Um, I don't know a lot of other people off the top of my head, but like I know that it's an, enough to to like where I kind of started to wonder like is that is that real or are these people just you know is this just a drug that's really good like do you do you think that is a real thing or? Well, I think that there's a lot of unsolved mysteries to our world. And I think there's a lot of hidden treasures that we probably don't even know about within our world. Um, like before modern, modern medicine, even um, we've lost the ability. It, it say hypothetically that uh, some, the world that we know now is basically destroyed and we're living in like the wilderness again. And I, I always liked, um, the the way near Native Americans lived, mm. I always really enjoyed the study of that, and I I haven't really studied a lot, but they lived off the land and obviously, and they knew how to heal themselves with a lot of different uh, herbs, plants, the natural world, and uh, they called Earth Mother Earth. Uh, they named their children like soaring eagle you know and they were very spiritual very spiritual and they um they real they understood that everything in this in this world was maybe not in so many words but i'm i'm gonna make a huge assumption here that they grasped the concept that everything in this world was filled with the divine energy from something much greater than themselves and so like for example when they'd kill a buffalo they'd use literally every stitch of that buffalo and not be wasteful and be grateful for everything that they had um so i i that's one of the things that i really enjoyed about about that way of life but if we got to a point where we had to live like that again right now just out of nowhere we wouldn't survive for long because I do not know which plant is going to help anything right now. I mean, I could go online and I could Google it 
and it'd tell me with my, you know, handy dandy smartphone. But if we got thrown back in the day, my I'm not going to have that handy dandy smartphone anymore and I'm going to be totally lost. Um, a while ago, I was listening to a podcast, NPR by TED Talk, and they, uh, it was, uh, they do themes and one of them was a uh, finite. And uh, it's pretty much the concept of things are going to run out at some point. And one of the things they touched up on was uh, knowledge. At one point, we're going to not run out of knowledge, but the old knowledge. Because uh, the guy I was talking was a scientist who was going to research one of the last primitive tribes. And one of the initiations was that he was supposed to drink a tea, which was ayahuasca. And he said that he experienced his death in great detail. And that with during that journey, he uh, broke his leg, I think. And one of the great elders, the oldest guy in the village, went up to a looked like a normal tree to him. He took a piece of bark and he said he put a couple leaves in a bowl, crunched them up and put it on his broken leg. And he said the next day it was almost good. He went back home. He got problems again. He said he went back. And he said ever since that day, he's never had problems ever again with just two treatments from an elder in a primitive tribe. And he was already 90 at the time, so I'm pretty sure that elder's long gone. And that's knowledge that we will never know. We will not know what he mixed together, what kind of bark, where did he get that? Like, was he in, did he know something else? Or That's what... I like about primitive people how they have since being away from technology they have enough time to study the earth and all of its mysteries and ourselves without any of this media anything else clouding our minds I feel like that's honestly what I feel like we'd be more spiritual if we didn't have this media all these other people influencing us <coughs> if we were just left on our own to defend for ourselves, we kind of be more spiritually aligned, but we wouldn't, it wouldn't be easy. Right now we're living the easy life. We have to go through all the hard stuff in order to be fully functional, I guess, in the spiritual terms. Yeah, I think you just hit, uh, touched on a subject that we haven't really talked about yet, and that is that, um, we live in a world today which is way easier than our ancestors and yet our ancestors thrived mentally and what what i mean by that is for example i had um my great grandmother um she lost a couple children uh one was 12 to um I, I'm not honestly I can't remember exactly what it was that he he passed away from but you know during those times there was a lot of diseases that I mean people died from the flu during those times <laughs> I mean um, but um, people lived in a total different environment they had a lot different struggles than we have and yet they mentally and I'm saying mentally I'm using that term loosely because I do not mean the mind but 
they were internally, we'll go with that. Well, they were internally more sound than we are today. Um, you would think nowadays you, it's like we we're living that easy life where we're, we've got most civilized society. We're sitting around in our heated or our air conditioned homes. We're communicating by our little handheld devices and we're getting in our motorized vehicles and traveling at high speeds. We don't have to walk in our little Jesus flip flops for miles to get to the next town. Um, <laughs> so um, the point of all that is, is what, uh, what are we missing? What, what have, I'll tell you what we're missing. When we've, de- when we decided that we were smarter, when we decided that we had so much knowledge and that we, that we were so egotistical to believe that we were smart enough to just do away with all forms of religion because they did not suit what we thought they should suit. And we decided that we did not need God and we made ourselves humanistic forms of God in a sense. That is when we threw, I'm gonna say that's an old term, which is throw out the baby with the bathwater. It's like, the bathwater's dirty and we don't really like it, we're gonna throw it out. Oops, we threw the baby out too. Because there is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it jewels, spiritual jewels within the ancient teachings of religion. And as a Christian, as a growing up Christian, which I don't like to label, I don't like to put labels, so I'm not saying, you know, I am now Christian, but growing up Christian, my um, spiritual tools, I would say, which you wouldn't have called it that as a Christian, you know, you would call it the living word of God, you know, God breathed, um, but those guidances would... Um, I still turn to those now, now that I'm back on this spiritual journey and I'm still finding things in there uh, that actually I never knew were there before. Um, And I think that it's because sometimes um, in my experience, when I, like I said, when I went to Michigan Lutheran High School and I had uh, a few teachers that were teaching me the Bible uh, that we're doing it with their egoic minds. So when I, what I say by that now, I didn't realize that then at that time I thought, okay, this is not the God I want in my life. Okay. God is going to, is condemning this person and judging this person. And these people are going to burn in hell. And this is the only way that you're going to get to heaven and everyone else is doing it wrong. And that line of thinking did not resonate with my soul and i didn't that line that that sentence i just said was huge that line of thinking did not resonate with my soul what i did not know that at that time at that time i uh, all i knew is that this doesn't make any sense to me i don't like how it makes me feel i think that it's wrong um so therefore i'm gonna throw it all out um and when that happened, I also threw out my, the knowledge that I even had a soul. And at that point, um, I identified myself with all my thoughts in my mind. And when you become just that, it makes it very difficult to live 
Um, and even people today that are religious, that go to church every single Sunday, um, I see them struggle. They're still missing something even mm-hmm. today. And it, it's because in a lot of religions, they don't teach you. There's certain pa- passages in the Bible, and I understand why they may try to get away from it. Because there are certain passages in the Bible that tell you you're gods. Now, if we started going around and teaching everybody you're God, um, what's our ego going to do with that? Think about it. What's your ego going to do with you're a God? We are people already want to think they're God or that they can control anything. We can we can't control anything. Nothing. We can control nothing. So the only way to be in somewhat of the only way to have power we think our ego thinks the only way to have power is give me more give me more i have to be stronger than you i have to be better looking than you i have to be more educated than you i have to be wealthier than you and there's my power um we think that by sustaining our own individual lives that we're keeping our that we are more powerful and that we're protecting ourselves our main goal is to protect our own self and make our own life bigger and better when in actuality we are stripping ourselves of power when we do that um and and that's the that's a huge illusion yeah i didn't realize that our like um i'll say i don't know really how to word it I don't want to say like our spiritual journeys because you're leaps and bounds as far as that ahead of me. Because like when you said, how would you describe yourself? I'm still thinking about that because I don't know how I would describe myself in the sense that you're talking about. But how you're saying, you know, religion is something that's set with you. Well, like, that's my bread and butter because like that's where I started taking a fault with religion. And that's where I started it. Like when I fell out of faith is what I call it and like stopped believing in, in God. Uh, like my life centered around wanting to like prove Christianity was false and prove that the Bible was basically a load of, of crap and that and it historically doesn't make sense. And, you know, things like to me, it's like it, you're a parent, you know, and you have children. If they were to, to say, Mom, I don't want anything to do with you and leave and then come back to you 15 years later in a rough time, you would still, I mean, I would hope, you know, help them and, and love them just the same because they're your children. But like I, I've talked about this so many times on the podcast. If you don't believe in God and, and you die, he's just like, no, fuck you. You're going to go burn in hell. And it's like, to me, it's like, that is so like power driven. Like if you don't look at me and you don't, except that I am the only way you can go to heaven, you can get here. You know, it's like, and that's the God that is real. Like, I don't want to bow down to them because it's it's so power driven. It's it's not love driven. If you were love driven, you would say, okay, you know, my child, you, you, you fell out of faith. And I will, you know, I feel like there has to be a second chance, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, if we don't get it this time around with our energy, we'll, we just keep going around and around till we get it. That's love because, you know, if Rufus was to bite me, I could just take him back to the shelter. But I know that his being is worth more than one shot at it, you know. And I feel like that's so like egotistical and power driven and just, you know, 
power hungry to say, well, it's either me or the highway. You know, there's no in between. Mm-hmm. That's one issue that I had really bad with religion. And that's uh, uh, if you say that to a Christian, they really don't know what to say in response to that. Mm-hmm. It's And I've seen that a lot. Well, I can tell you what the response to that I've heard. And this response to that I've heard is something like this. Well, God is so much bigger than we are and so much more vast and his way of thinking is so much more beyond ours that we can never possibly begin to comprehend him so we shouldn't really try to do that now to me that's a cop out yeah um to me that is a okay so you're telling me that god sounds like an asshole but (laughs) there's uh, but no big deal you know because god's just a really big dude that uh should be like our father but when you pray to him to not have that hurricane take your house out he does it anyways Mm -hmm. so and i think that in the bible where in the bible it references to god and this is one thing i i don't i don't resonate with this at all is it references god as being like our father now i know i have a father that's uh and I, I, I think of it like this, you know, if a tornado was coming through South Haven and and I it was coming right in the line of my house and my my physical father on earth had some kind of magical ability to control tornadoes and I called him up and said, Hey dad, there's a tornado coming through South Haven. Can you send your magical abilities over here to make it skip over my house? Guess what? He's gonna he's gonna skip over my house. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's coming through South Haven and they're saying it's going to hit near my house and I start praying to God, please don't let it hit my house and it hits my house, which those sort of things happen all the time. So when you're thinking of God as a physical father form, like you're putting God into this tiny box and there's no way God's fitting in a tiny box. Yeah. Yeah. so I think that that is one horrible reference, but that's kind of like a side note to what you're saying. So um, I, I, if, you, if you look at the teachings of just Jesus, just the life of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and only the way that he lived. Yeah, I fuck with Jesus. <laughs> I like, you know, like, in, in, to be, like, really, like, I do, like, he's... That's who I found a lot of my morals off of is is Jesus because he, if you look at God, and I know this is extremely controversial to say, and I've already said it basically, but like if you look at God, he is egotistical, power hungry, and doesn't really care about you per se. But Jesus is he is the one that's here for you. He, I mean, he ate, you know, he ate and shared with tax collectors and you know prostitutes. And he didn't discriminate. He loved everyone. And he did everything in his ability to treat everyone equally. And, you know, to to get people to that that spiritual, I don't know what to call it, a spiritual alignment, really. You know, his, their version of spiritual alignment, which was believing in God. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, exactly. Um, I think that what we have in the Bible, you know, as a Christian, I don't know if I don't I'm not familiar with absolutely every single Christian denomination out there, because let's face it, there's how many I I have no clue at this point. Um, And we can even take a look at that and say, why in the world is there like a million different Christianities and they all believe slightly different things. And and we can even say, okay, 
what does that mean for religion uh, or for God in general? Um, but what I think we have here in the Bible is a lot of people will say that every single word of the Bible is God breathed. And if you don't believe every single word of the Bible, then you might as well throw the whole Bible out. And I've heard uh, pastors and other religious leaders say those sort of things. Um, and I feel as though that that is a very absolute ridiculous statement. Um, what you're doing is you're telling people that, well, you might as well not even have a God. If, if you don't think that that specific story in the Bible is something that really uh, took place or that specific way that God, um, the story about God specifically and how he was very overly cruel in an instance uh, doesn't make sense to you and, that's, and you don't really believe that portion, well, then throw all of your faith out. No. And, and I feel like that is something that is actually, uh, I hate to use one of those old terms that people don't like, but if we're talking about sin, I would say that's probably one of the biggest sins you could do is take, um, take something like that and, and ruin somebody else's faith with it. Um, and I see that happen in religion a lot. And I see something else that religion does. Um, oftentimes it makes people feel like they are um, <clears throat> something inherently wrong with them. That they are, there is a, a verse in the Bible that says, um, all of your good works are nothing but like, but filthy rags. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put a spin on it. Have you ever heard the where Jesus says, uh, deny thyself. So in the Christian faith, when I was taught about all of your good works are nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God and deny yourself, those two things were taught to me as though you are a disgusting, worthless sinner. Everything that you do, no matter how hard you try, will never be good enough. But thank God that he sent his son that he could live a perfect life, die on the cross, and save you from your disgusting, sinful life. So what that says to people is, what's the point? I mean, why did you make me then? You knew, and you're supposed to be omnipresent, and you're supposed to know absolutely everything, and you, you know this was going to happen. So you made me anyways, and now here I am, just this worthless piece of crap. But thank goodness this one man came to live on the earth and live a perfect life and shed his blood and save me from this. And no matter how hard I try, I'll never be good enough on my own. I think that religion uh, bases its survival off fear. If it can drive people with fear, it can drive people to the church. And it can keep them there and trap them there. Um, I'm not saying all religion or all religious leaders are thinking like that. I think that that is um, sometimes something that is actually happens on kind of accident. They, I, I've seen great pastors or, or priests or um, other religious leaders that are just really decent people. And they just really want to help people. Um, but... 
I think that we missed a giant point of what the Bible was trying to say to us. Um, it's trying to tell us that we are, um, we are divine creatures made in the image of God. And, when, and in the image of God doesn't mean our physical forms in the image of God. God's not a physical form. I think this idea of this big old man in the sky kind of concept is almost what some religions put out there and put in your mindset. Um, that's, that's not God. Um, I, I feel like um, in several cases in the Bible where it even states that God is everywhere. So um, he would, it just, I'm kind of getting stuck here for a minute, but um, let me think, get my thought process back online. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Back when I had previously asked if you guys had ever had an encounter with being, uh, and of course everybody has, where you get something makes you super angry. Mm -hmm. Somebody makes you super angry. Our situation makes you super angry. And how much you were able to think about that. Yeah. And how many thoughts bounced around your, in your head about that. And how much you may have beat yourself up over it. And maybe how many times you told the story about it to friends or family and just repeated it to yourself. Now, that's a very negative situation. And I think that uh, me talking about that came from a question that Ernie had asked, right? Uh, where, uh, what was that question you had asked? You said, oh, will things get very bland? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, the answer to that is absolutely not, because when you're completely aligned with your soul, if you imagine how much you can focus on the negative, when something bad happens in your life, how much energy you can put into that. Now, think of the last time that you saw an absolutely gorgeous sky. Uh, how much thought and energy did you put into that once you saw it? A brief second? A couple minutes, yeah. When you, you, you're like, oh, wow, that's so pretty. Did it, did it affect the rest of your day because you saw that beautiful sunset or beautiful um, sunrise or uh, something beautiful in nature or anything? No. Our minds can't focus on that long enough because our minds can't, our minds devour things and they devour, they'll, they devour, it devours you if it'll let you, if you let it. If you're not in control of it. Like runs off negative thoughts. It does. It really runs off the negativity. And so, but the soul, the soul runs off of the vibrancy and the beauty in life. Mm -hmm. So when you can find that part of yourself and you control your mind with that part of yourself, uh, your whole life changes. Yeah. But um, I think that I've been talking a lot. <laughs> so I think we were. Yeah. So. We're about to hit our hour and 15 minute mark. Um, join us next week for part two. I think we just barely scratched the surface this week. So I think next week will be even more better. Um, yeah. So we want to thank you for coming this week. And then also thank you for coming next week. And um, yeah. All right. Any final words, Ernie? This is something I would never, I would never have thought I would ever be talking to. I thought it was just my own mind, to be honest. But. It's nice to see that there's people who believe in that. I'm I'm not that into it, like studying wise, <laughs> but it's crazy to know that you can actually study this. I would like to learn more.
All right. So we'll talk to you next week. Deuces. Deuces.